0: Wait, wait, here hold on, okay. You haven't hit play yet, right?
1: Yeah, I just hit record.
0: This is so before we started.
1: We're currently recording. Like
0: it's going on right now. It is. Okay, hi. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode four. Uh, you have to
1: think about that too long.
0: Well, you know, counting's hard. Um
1: <laughs> You're about to sure!
0: Like, what comes after two? It's <laughs> anyone's guess. Um, six. To, could be.
1: <laughs> I'm better at counting than you.
0: I mean, you welcome
1: are, to episode six.
0: <laughs> you guys have a higher number than I did. Welcome to episode four um, A New Hope. No, sorry. Of uh, um, <laughs> uh, our podcast, Bowling for Penguins. Trader. Accurate. Uh, my name is Brian. Uh, hi, Brian. Hey. Hi. How are you doing? doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am an early morning uh, hiker, a uh, weightlifting coach, uh, a football coach at Universera High School. I coach weightlifting at that place as well, and Resilient Strength. And uh, what else do we like to do? Eat? Eat. Talk about books. Read? Read. Read uh, books. Work out? Work out, train.
1: Generally, that's what you do with books.
0: Oh, yeah, you're working out. Sometimes you books. throw
1: them at people, but. Wait, are you. Some people burn them. They're not the best people.
0: No, I not like that. I don't care for that. Burn, <laughs> uh. Well, oh, don't burn books. Uh. You gotta lift the books, eat the books. Talk about the books. I'm going to stop introducing myself because <laughs> I don't think anyone has any <laughs> relevant information about who I am. I'm Brian. Uh,
1: you said uh, football coach, my lifting coach? You yeah, are so doing real good. You are on a run. I was on a roll for I a think second. by episode, like, 45, we're going to have this whole intro thing down.
0: Yeah. Like, tight. Like a tight seven seconds of introduction.
1: There's just literally <laughs> no chance that's ever going to happen.
0: If we, if we, just both we are done. both
1: way too long-winded.
0: If we just simultaneously yell at the microphone who we are and what we do. And then let the audience sort it out.
1: Okay, that'll be fantastic for everybody listening. I are
0: going to really enjoy it.
1: Okay, okay, cool. They'll really get to know us.
0: True. They'll be like, wow, those people are very aggressive.
1: That's my favorite part about it, is that they'll really know us super well at the end of it.
0: Totally. And then we just wrap up the episode. It'll be very efficient.
1: Okay. I don't think they'll get anything out of it except for just a bunch of uh, noise music and... <laughs> no information so yeah hi i'm holly uh i oh. own the resilient strength uh i also coach here um and largely train here i used to sometimes train at other gyms but then covid uh killed all the other gyms mm-hmm. um no it's just me no, That's <laughs> it. um i also own uh fit quick a protein baking mix you
0: talk about fit quick
1: i know right i like do it? doing fucking awesome yeah uh Yeah, so I feel like I should, like, I feel like every time I say I'm a coach, like, that doesn't make any sense. It's not like, like, what are you a coach of? Like, you're like, I'm a weightlifting and football coach. I'm like, I'm a coach.
0: Right, like you need an. I'm
1: like a coach of athletes, but like my athletes span the spectrum from like a competitive strength athlete to like a Zoom athlete in their living room with like no equipment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so it's like kind of hard to call myself anything other than just a coach
0: right it's like
1: i'm a strength coach
0: strength coach i mean okay yeah Let's okay
1: see. strength and conditioning
0: coach you should make some shit up i mean i call myself a human performance coach sometimes
1: oh yeah human performance coach yeah
0: like that's fun
1: yeah we we covered that on last one yeah. and i really like it okay yeah. i'm a human performance coach dude
0: fuck yeah me too hi you want to go out? <laughs>
1: Do you want to go hang out in Sibley when it's uh, closed and also so smoky that nobody can breathe um, and illegal to do literally anything? But instead, we went on a date.
0: Yeah, I would love to do that.
1: Okay, do you want to do that like six and a half months ago?
0: That sounds tight. Okay. Um. Cool.
1: Do you want to live above a gym?
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to do that.
1: Sick. High five again.
0: Yeah, you know I have a hard time with chronology, so this is really fucking me up right now. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, i just wait.
1: thought I'd, like, make your brain do somersaults right before we record a podcast.
0: Yeah. did you see that going on in the process? We're
1: five minutes in. So,
0: uh, <laughs> I think a five-minute intro Do you think
1: if we can get it under seven minutes, actually, I think we'd be doing good.
0: Yeah. I do remember mentioning something about the 10-minute mark in the first one where it was like... <laughs>
1: oh, shit. You're right. That means we're getting better. You know, we haven't even reached
0: 50%. Yeah. I mean, don't, let's not fucking rest on our laurels right now. We still haven't got to the content of the episode.
1: Okay. <laughs> Uh, I also enjoy uh, Chasing sunrises
0: uh-huh.
1: um, Crashing drones oh, yeah, At that. sunrise That's that just what I like to do in the mornings um, Specifically this morning Yeah um,
0: So like The scene I, Holly comes home I, I turn the corner into the kitchen And there's just Rice being dumped into a wok With an urgency <laughs> Inappropriate for 10am rice cooking I'm like or nine a. Whatever it was, like, I'm like, whoa, you were really fucking stoked on making some rice this morning, and you're doing it in a super weird way.
1: Like, fuck a rice cooker. Like, and we we have just a- pour two entire bags of rice into a fucking wok.
0: Let's go. Like, we have a rice cooker, and that's—I know how much rice you eat. That's too much.
1: <laughs> it's like three bites of your rice. Yeah. So I need
0: two full bags. You're like, fuck it. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, Johnny took a drink. Joni and the drink.
1: Johnny and the drink. Um, yeah, so I'm going to stop talking about me because that's not interesting. Uh, or maybe it is. I don't know. But either yeah. way, uh, we're going to talk about injuries and shit.
0: Yeah, we're talking about some injuries. Yeah. Um. So. Injuries. Injuries. Who needs them? What are they good
1: for? Okay, so I think... <clears throat> Like, we kind of have a bunch of points we want to hit that are sort of disconnected. Yeah. They're all connected in that they are all in the universe of uh, getting injured and being a strength athlete. Right. Um, not even a strength athlete, but just being an athlete.
0: Right. Or just a, a mover. Like, you just move, you're going to, you know.
1: Right. Um. So...
0: in this shit corporal form that we haven't transcended yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Vonnegut said. Is that true? I sent you that quote. The, like... Uh, fuck i wish i had that quote off the top of my head um but like we are just brains stuck in these like flesh bags and we have to push food into their faces and move them around and like anybody would be resentful if trapped in this situation yeah. essentially yeah that's the um choice. like eventually maybe we'll transcend this like bag of bullshit we're stuck in <laughs> And I was like, gee whiz, you don't like your body very much. This Dude. is like anti body positivity. Yeah, He's like good. leading the pod- body negativity re- <laughs> like movement.
0: Yeah, which I guess is like, I mean, I really do enjoy uh, having a body and moving around in
1: it. I mean, we're both athletes and coaches. Yeah, like, literally, we say bodies are cool like once a day. That is
0: accurate. I also—it's impossible to. Manage, I, I have to go down this insane rabbit hole, which I feel like I say every time I'm happy, but I to go have a rabbit hole, which I super don't have to. Okay. But my uh, buddy Jim, who made might be listening. Okay. Thought about Jim, if you are.
1: Hi Jim. Uh, you have the same name as my Jim.
0: <laughs> I think. Yes, Jim. <laughs> Jim. Um, which is not the name of the gym, but.
1: Jim. <laughs> Jim.
0: <laughs> name idea. Just.
1: Okay, go. Do that.
0: Me. Um. The weird. Weird. weird T M T M Jim this weird article he shared with me or yeah uh, maybe he wrote I can't remember but it's just about how aliens come to the earth and being like wait they're fucking made of meat their heads are made of meat all of their bodies are made of meat like it's just bones and then meat all around it like this is the dumbest organism I've ever seen about like humans and animals on earth
1: I'm gonna follow you into this hole oh sweet So, uh, I was listening to a science podcast the other day, uh, weirdest thing I learned this week.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and they were talking about what happens when you sleep and, uh, they finally like imaged a bunch of brains while they sleep and, uh, they sort of, there's like an amazing amount of, uh, like gaps in knowledge about things that like we should definitely know yeah like it's only sort of recently they discovered new species in redwoods and i'm like they're right there they're like hella right there
0: yeah it's not even cold most of the time
1: like no one ever just bothered to climb one <laughs> 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 they're like we I found mean, all I these s- species at the top of a redwood because okay, like I, somebody fucking climbed it i
0: guess i haven't i haven't so you know
1: they don't have any branches, so it's really hard. Yeah, I mean they do have branches. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm getting back. Um, good move. It's amazing what people don't
0: know. Redwoods not branches. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, the, the, yeah, that's just grass. hall hates. <laughs> that's a cactus. Hello. It, so
1: that's a cactus, not a redwood. Many the, cactuses the have the branches too. Anyway, Arizona. okay. <laughs> you know the Arizona redwood. <laughs> We're talking about how your brain is kind of like a soapy loofah, and. No,
0: that's. You tried to fucking blast past that one.
1: Your brain's <laughs> like a
0: soapy loofah?
1: And when you sleep, it like.
0: When it's I like sleep.
1: You exclusively. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's, your brain is like a soapy <laughs> loofah. Not all brain. Offense, by the way, but continue.
1: <laughs> um, it's kind of like somebody's like. Um, like rinsing it
0: okay.
1: and like smushing all the Smushing all the um the soapiness out.
0: Oh shit, wait, what?
1: Yeah, it's like and it's funny because if uh you spend very much time not sleeping, which I definitely do, like currently,
0: yeah,
1: um. You start to get this, like, weird, sticky brain feeling,
0: Oh, and it's
1: all the residual garbage that your brain has, like, built up around it, because, like, it doesn't have, like, a good way to purge the got soap bullshit around it. On. You have soap scum all over your brain. That's what you feel when you're super sleepy. Huh. All right. I know, fucking wild, right?
0: Yeah, and that could probably lead to you getting injured.
1: Oh shit um so we both like touched on uh movement versus rice like immediately right um and this is something that we actively have to fight against literally constantly
0: yeah
1: um many athletes now uh that i work with really fortunately are like okay yeah i want to keep moving which is kind of a change um because if you go to a western medical professional what do they say
0: uh take six weeks off stop lifting and check back, or just start doing it again. Like, no, stop doing. Stop doing, and like then. But it's not
1: just lifting. It's right. like, you're not supposed to go for a fucking hike. Right. You're not supposed to do anything, no matter basically what the injury is.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much just like a standard stop.
1: Go lay on a couch for six weeks.
0: And then come back, and you'll be better based on magic.
1: Right. And, like, what is the six week mark? Like, who right. is that based on? Like, if I feed an athlete just, um,. Candy and white bread, and then don't let them sleep. Will they recover the same way as an athlete that eats like really good nutrition and like pays attention to like their general health? You know what I mean? Like, bodies heal at different rates, and so this whole like prescription to not do for like a prescribed time is pretty wild.
0: I mean, I don't really want to do this, but I kind of want to sign up for your study you're proposing. Of just eat white bread and candy to one athlete. You
1: would. <laughs> I know, it's, it's just Oreos. And candy. <laughs>
0: I've been thinking about eating Oreos since we recording this podcast the whole time. You
1: can't eat Oreos while we're doing the podcast. It'll be like, much, much, much.
0: Do
1: you just want me to monologue for a while so you can go slam a sign <laughs> a bunch of Oreos? <laughs> this is the
0: new segment i are introducing called Holly Tide some Stuff. I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I'm like, I'm like just like a kid, I'm just pulling this off track. Um... Uh,
1: it's like Hiking with a Two-Year-Old.
0: It's literally like Hiking with a Two-Year-Old, <laughs> which would also be a pretty uh, name for good name for a podcast.
1: I, that might be the name of the podcast now. We should not name it that. We
0: should not name it that. No,
1: we're not going to pull Malcolm Gladwell.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so
1: rice is uh, rest. Ice. <laughs> My literal thought process there was, I is Ice. But if you keep going, it spells the word ice. Ice. Am I making this up?
0: (laughs) It's a real nightmare. Uh, Anyway,
1: rest, ice.
0: Compression, elevation.
1: Okay. And movement is movement. So movement doesn't mean, um, like, I currently have a knee slash quad slash hip injury. Um, That doesn't mean uh, I need to go do a bunch of squats. That's not what movement means. But it also doesn't need to be in a full body cast. So there's some gray area in between there, right? Right. Um, So, like, before I go down that road, I just want to talk about why rest is not the answer.
0: For sure. I mean, yeah, I think, like, that's, to me, there's, like, there's, like, subheadings and there's like multiple facets to why rest is not the answer
1: right but i want to talk about them because like it's sort of tempting especially for those athletes that aren't personally mo- like motivated to train yeah. like they require accountability it's like harder to get to the gym stuff like that if you go like it's dangerous to keep lifting you need to not go they're not going to go and the pr- one uh, one problem with this is that they lose their routine yeah Um, they often lose their support system because if you're part of like a lifting group or something and you're not part of it for several months it might disband your lifting partner might sort of like move on to different things you lose like this sort of network or you could lose that network Um, but you definitely lose your routine Um, and it's just not sustainable like on a long timeline yeah Um, so like Those are kind of like the rough parts of what I don't like about it. Um, And lastly, there's this term called cross training. And now we think about it like CrossFit, right? But it originally came about because they did this study where if you break your left arm, but you keep working out your right arm, your left arm will come back about 30% better than if you didn't work out your right arm. So like your brain and body are actually like dramatically smarter than we give them credit for. And take care of us better than we really feel a lot of the time. And so, like, if we stop moving altogether, we don't get that 30%. So now we have 30% more we have to do when we get back. Right. If we get
0: back. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, like, in terms of, like, why, why rest um, doesn't make sense to me is because I think of any possible scenario where um, if an athlete is in a situation where they are... Uh, being coached, developing a routine, um, and um, improving performance outcomes or health outcomes, whatever those goals are, right? If they're heading towards goals, involved in uh, consistent consistent training, and have guidance in that, then there's like basically no risk of continuing to move. There's very little risk associated with con- with continuing movement, right? Like, you can continue to improve health outcomes, you can continue to, to drill into that routine and, and strengthen that mental loop of I'm going to keep doing. And if you have someone that you're working with, then there's very little risk of injury. Right.
1: And if that coach does not know how to take care of that, then you need a new fucking coach. Right. Like, uh, a coach should know how to work around things and work with things, which is like kind of, are you cool transitioning into that space? Yeah, totally. Um, so like, uh, I'm just going to keep using knee quad hip injury because like it's present. Right. Um, right. We just got upstairs from training. Like it's very big in my mind right now. Yeah. Um, but there's like so fucking much I can do. Right. And just to back it up even further, right. Is it okay if I tangent on this? So like in January, uh, 19, uh, one of my athletes bailed, uh, 335 pounds into my quads and took me the fuck out as you would expect. Um, and so I literally couldn't bend my knees for, like, a couple months. Um, and then I definitely couldn't walk. I fucking definitely wasn't squatting, right? Like, I literally could not bend my knees for months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I still trained five to six days a week. Right. Like, how did that happen?
0: Is that a question for me?
1: Or, or it could be rhetorical.
0: Okay. How did I... I
1: think rhetorical makes more sense since you weren't there.
0: I was going to say, like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Um...
1: I mean, you could you could keep the witty banter by going. I don't know, Holly. How do you?
0: How do you keep it going?
1: I'm so glad you asked. Oh man, (laughs) amazing. Um. So there's like there's a lot of other parts of you besides your knees and feet, right? So, um. Other parts. Oh fuck! I know, right? So like you've got pressing, you've got um, that part. You've got pulling, but uh, chest supported. You've got arms, shoulders, uh, a small amount of hip hinge. Like, y- there's like back. Uh, you need to stop doing that because it's like really hard to focus and talk in a linear fashion when you're dancing over there.
0: I was pointing at the different body parts. I like, got, yeah, I got a whole mess of them.
1: But like, so, uh, so uh, I did cardio instead of running, instead of hiking. I did a lot of only arms uh, assault bike. I did. Sounds like
0: some distinct misery, by the way.
1: Any one of my powerlifting athletes has done an all-arms assault bike situation for this exact reason. Because it's a push-pull. It's a constant push-pull. I love it. But I also hate it. I definitely hated it when I was spending like 45 minutes doing it. Um I did a good amount of ski erg. Mm-hmm. Uh once my knees started to be able to like support weight and I could stand for any amount of time, I did a reasonable amount of RDLs, uh Romanian deadlifts, straight leg deadlifts, which is a lot of what I'm doing right now, right? right? So like I have a lot of shoulder work, a lot of bench press, um, a lot of curls, a lot of tricep stuff, and some light pulling a in back. a way that you don't have, yeah, a lot of back. Yeah. Um so there's a lot of shit that you can do. Yeah. It's not as much fun. I'm a fucking weightlifter. I wanna squat, right. but I can't. And the point is that I just because I can't do that thing doesn't mean that there's not tons of other stuff to do. Right. And so like when my when my athlete hurts their shoulder, we use a safety bar. We squat, we deadlift. Yeah. Like when my athlete hurts one side of their hip, then we do rehab, single leg work, Bulgarian stuff, right. and then shoulders and pulling, you know? Like right. there's plenty that is on the table if you let it. Now, it gets really tricky when you start to move into backs. Um, mm-hmm. And I could make a whole entire fucking episode about that. Right. But just because I'm throwing out all these suggestions. Um, back injuries, you can still train through them. Um, and, like, mind you, I'm not saying you should go as hard as you can and make your body do more work for healing. But you have a back injury, you have back-supported things, you have lying down things, mm-hmm. and you have chest-supported things. So, like, there's a lot of ways to stabilize your body and not aggravate a back injury so like even with back pain and like a lot of back pain actually gets cured by moving but like if you have a back injury like you fuck up a deadlift real real bad yeah. you can still train and like most people won't
0: right yeah i mean like the the common and i i think you, allu- you alluded to this at the beginning of the episode like there's a bit of there's been a I assume that you've noticed this, there's been a bit of like a a shift either culturally or maybe from the medical side, I don't really know, to be honest. There's been a shift slightly away from the don't do anything when something is injured. Like, There's I, been
1: a shift towards movement, for sure. There's
0: been a shift towards movement, Definitely yeah.
1: in sports medicine, but even, like, my um, grandmother recently got her knee replaced, and I think six hours after she got out of surgery, they were moving it.
0: That's, which is insanity to me. Which
1: it's is, like, really, really incredible in terms of, like... Uh, Medical advancement, right? But it <clears throat> it shows like a distinct movement towards movement.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of like the in, in that regard, like one of the things, um, you know, like in working as a human performance coach, um, you know, what you would have, you know typically call strength and conditioning coach, uh, <laughs> you know, we we, we human have performance
1: sounds so much cooler. It's so much radder. Yeah,
0: like, uh, but we have you know a rad athletic trainer. Who is incredible, right? And always, always, always talks about what we can do to support movement and getting this athlete back to to moving, to moving and performing, and also how do we build them stronger? Like how do we build them stronger so this doesn't happen again, right?
1: Right, exactly, 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 exactly. Like honestly, I go to PT over doctor any fucking day. Yeah, like. Move and find how to fix the problem, right? right? And like a lot of injuries come from problems that already existed, and so like you actually can significantly improve. Like you can like bunny hop yourself, right? Once you're injured. The other thing that's really important, and this is like maybe uh, moving into to moving past topics too quickly, but like I find that like staying in a sense of gratitude about what you have when you're injured is fucking huge. And, like, PTs help you do that, right? Like, and and training through things and staying moving helps you do that, right? You're like, oh, shit, I still have shoulders.
0: I still can do this. I still have
1: core. I still I can still do these things, and I can still maintain my identity. I'm really grateful for that, which also keeps you out of the fucked up injury depression that happens to athletes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to, like, I definitely want to Which you and I
1: fucking know.
0: I definitely want to talk about, like, the emotional and what movement does from the emotional side. I want to okay. roll... Yeah, back. I wasn't
1: trying to go there yet. I
0: want to roll back one, if that's okay. okay yeah. Um, to, like, one of the things that I think um, is w- incredibly... Um, which strikes me, always strikes me as odd, we I mean, kind of mentioned this. We were talking about this before we started recording. Like, uh, how is it possible that you can get a human being walking that walks into your office and is like... And you look at an MRI and you never look at the human being move. Maybe they do, but, like, that has not my experience. They fucking do not. Yeah, I mean, it's never been my experience. I get... I went in with, like, a potentially catastrophic knee injury and... I mean, it was catastrophic. I don't know why I said potentially. Um, I was in a, you know, hip-to-foot uh, cast for a long time.
1: But you walked in with a potentially catastrophic <laughs> well, and then found out it was catastrophic, right? Right, right, right. Okay, cool, cool. I guess I
0: didn't walk in. I... it's <laughs> I got wheeled in in a wheelchair. Okay. Uh, it'd be funny if I walked in. Um, but anyway, you know, I go in and like put you under a machine, look at your knee under, you know, advanced. And I'm not like, dog, you know, it's fucking crazy the things they can see inside right. your knee. But that is it, right? And then they're like, here's a diagnosis. Um, you know, fortunately this happened, did not happen in the United States of America. So they sent me to a, a, a PT and I got treatment for a long time. It was, Where were you? It was in Spain. Okay. And uh, the emphasis was Move. Uh, build yourself back stronger, right? Um, and there,
1: is Spain uh, been run by coaches? Like, what the fuck is going on over there? Uh,
0: apparently, okay. Uh, but, but even in both in both those experiences, which was like that was extremely positive relative to what I expected and what I've heard from other athletes' experiences with the medical side of of treating injury. There's still no qualitative analysis, right? There's no qualitative analysis of how you move and no point in time in that like i was given exercises to do but i was never observed doing exercises
1: what your pt didn't do it with you no whoa yeah they missed a big piece there yeah swung but missed yeah
0: which i i know does happen in pts with pts here right Right. like um yeah like no observation um and definitely from the doctor's side no observation like i don't know how you can diagnose someone's knee injury Without periodically seeing how their knee does the things that you need a knee to do, right? Doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Can I talk about elephant pieces?
0: Please, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So the the analogy is basically that like you have a team of doctors and each doctor is assigned to one piece of an elephant that's sick, right? And so uh, one doctor goes, "No, this foot is doing great." Uh, one doctor goes, "This trunk looks fantastic." Uh, one doctor goes, "This ear looks fantastic." Um, one doctor goes, great tail, doing great, awesome tail. Uh, another doctor goes, this back foot is doing totally great. And then the elephant dies. Right? And so, what was wrong with the elephant? You have no fucking idea, because you have to look at the entire elephant to have any idea what's going on. And so, like, that, I think, is, like, my favorite, like, really shittily uh communicated um analogy for like the way that doctors deal with injuries especially in athletes right they're like oh i see your knee i see your knee only right um i diagnosed your knee right not you as a person but your knee yeah um and here is my recommendations for your knee not based on your lifestyle, yeah. not based on your other strengths, right. like uh, often not even paying attention to other things, right? Like they might not be like, oh, it looks like you have really tight quads and that was pulling on your knee and it would like has been pulling on it looks right. like for years because there's some damage here. Right. Like it's not even that. Right. It's, it's literally like I have a picture of your knee. Yeah. I'm not even looking at you as a person.
0: Right. I'm looking at you mechanically, right? Right. I mean, I g- you're going
1: to have to rest for six weeks right. and it's like, it just ignores everything else about the elephant.
0: Right, right. I was just thinking most of the time about how many specialists there were in this elephant doctor scenario <laughs> <laughs> I was like man they got like a they got like a they got a foot they got a foot doctor and a tail doctor
1: I mean I do think that specialization in medicine is important totally um, so like I'm not gonna say like yeah we have foot doctors and ear nose and throat doctors and stuff like that because it is important to like specialize and really really understand ears nose and throat right. especially with like the prevalence of cancer and shit um, but like what I'm talking about specifically is just like this this obsession with um, uh, like reductionist thinking right. in, in our society that just like breaks down everything into like this one tiny piece.
0: Right. And like problem, like problem, go by, go, receive solution, and like be done, and like that's it. Which is, I think,
1: but it often doesn't even fix it. Right.
0: It doesn't. It often doesn't fix it. And right. it, a lot of times, like if it doesn't address the underlying causes, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, it's like winning the lottery uh, in poverty, right? Like, it's like, it doesn't underlie, it doesn't address the underlying causes. Right. You're probably, you're going to go back out on your brand new, surgically enhanced, you know, your brand new knee. And if you have the same poor movement patterns or the same, um, you know, if you have the same underlying issues, imbalances, um, lack of mobility in the, ankle or hip, but right, your knee's going to be an issue again.
1: Right. Exactly. It's a matter of time. Right. Exactly. And like, that's why it was really exciting to me when you were like, and they thought about like how to build you up stronger. Right. Right. Like, cause that's just a way better way to look at it. Right. A lot of injuries, like get, given like getting hit by a fucking barbell is not a imbalance issue. It couldn't have been avoided. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. like most injuries come from lack of mobility, yeah. uh, lack of presence and mindfulness. um, Lack of balance, um, posterior, anterior, left, right, um, or a connective issue, right? Like, you have an issue in uh, your hip, and it causes your knee to be unstable. Yeah. Um, Or you uh, sit, which we're going to have a whole thing on uh, very soon. (laughs) Be prepared for hours of us ranting on, please don't just sit all day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we already talked about this. This is the most we sit down all week. Uh, It's the... record this podcast my <laughs> time. Um, but like, I think it's... And
1: we both move a lot. While we're doing this? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, thank you for coming back from that run you did into the kitchen a second ago. Yeah, I
1: fan. mean, the Oreos were great.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> brought, brought me exactly zero Oreos. <laughs> you uh, can't
1: crunch too much on this fucking podcast.
0: Can't crunch and much? Why does well, it sound so good together. those words then, if I can't do it? <laughs> um,
1: the, the, the snacking duo. Is
0: that a name of actually a snacking Thing. Why
1: don't they put pretzels in Oreos?
0: Because they're fucking dumb. Everybody's <laughs> like the Oreos. People are stupid. Do Let's get any- double
1: stuffed Oreos and stick a little pretzel sticks do in we them have- like spiders.
0: I mean, we- fuck. Like, that's all I want to do now. You're we talking about something.
1: Your reaction to that is, well, fuck.
0: <laughs> well, shit. Now, I, I, I've lost the whole train of thing. Um, we were talking about something for sure.
1: I have no. I literally can't read your writing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty common.
1: That's amazing. Um, do you want to talk about the uh, mental, emotional uh, side of things? Even though we, we have a, we this was an amazing transition, by the way. Yeah, like we crushed r- the transition. <laughs> we do like, like how do you get from MRIs to the emotions and identity of a lifter? Oreos, Oreos. made into spiders with
0: pretzel sticks. Just like, complete, like <laughs> completely, like <laughs> completely derail any thought. Well, this is actually this is. This matters. This this totally matters.
1: Okay, tell me something matters.
0: Okay, so this is like the shortest um, explanation I've gotten of how uh, bodies should function as a whole systems kind of analysis, which uh, was from uh, Title's Performance Institute, uh, which is a very odd place to receive it from. It's like a golf uh, school, which is not typically actually.
1: Oh, yeah, I have that, you have that weird golf cert. Yeah, okay, I like, yeah.
0: know about like how to uh, analyze golf swings, but I don't know anything about golf, Like to be clear. I, I can't.
1: I'm going like, to crush you at mini golf.
0: Oh, I'm hella good at mini golf. That's going down. Dun, dun. Um, but I, I do not know. Like, I'm dun, fucking... Dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, uh, I'm definitely... But I'm
1: real small, so I can just...
0: <laughs> I'm like, uh, the analogy of like is like a like a mechanic, but I can't drive the race car. I could, you know, for, I can't, you're not all, supposed so. to
1: drive the race car, they're worth like a lot of money, if you fuck it up, you're,
0: yeah, no one would let me in the race car, they'd be like, okay, we're gonna put
1: you in a tiny race we car, we saw you, yeah, that's true, <laughs> <laughs> we saw you
0: drive here in a Prius, I'm so gonna, that's I'm out. gonna
1: fucking stop, with the interrupting you, um, okay,
0: promises, promises,
1: uh, I didn't say I was promising,
0: oh, fair enough, um, so like, from Tyler's Performance Institute, like, one of the things they talk about is like, the series as a, uh, the body as a series of, uh, alternating joints that are stable and mobile in an alternating pattern. I think I fucked up the phrasing, but like, uh, can al- you say that again? An alternating series of, uh, mobile and stable joints. And alternating? Alternating means like your ankle is supposed to be mobile. Your knee is supposed to be stable. Got it got it, got it, got it, got it, Hip is supposed to be mobile and so on and so forth. And when something goes wrong in that, right, your ankle is insufficiently mobile then your knee will make up with hypermobility, which right. often leads to injuries, right? Like, right. you look at most n- knee injuries, it's either the hip or the ankle right. didn't move as it was supposed to, right. so the knee tries to pick up the slack, Right, and that's where you get injury, right?
1: Yeah, I fix so many athletes by f- their knees by fixing their hips. Yeah. It's, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, like I feel like based on that kind of process I talked about with... Um, Back trainer, Duke Meek. I don't know if you're listening. If you are, you're the man. Sup, Duke. Sup, Duke. Um, but like, you know, it seems like there's things that every year are highlighted through injury that like could be strengthened in a in a human performance program. Uh, like, so like two years ago, I did a deep dive on hamstrings. So we started to have you know hamstring injuries show up. Um, I was like, okay, I got. I want to learn more about how we can. You know what's the right mix and what's the level of hamstring prehab that will keep us healthy, and then it was like really deep diving ankle mobility. I think this is actually probably the other hip.
1: Well, I mean that's good. Hips are like my jam. So you got the right coach. Sweet. um yeah so uh you use this word prehab um which is not something that like in in the athletic world it's like thrown around everywhere right and in the non-athletic word world it's like uh what the fuck did you just say yeah you say rehab but like fuck it up real bad um you need
0: to go to rehab so
1: like uh just like a quick uh primer so it's like rehab uh mobility and uh prehab okay right so uh rehab is post uh injury trying to build it back stronger Correct. um uh mobility is uh trying to like do release work and move and stretch
0: yeah increase
1: increase range of motion, range of
0: motion. <laughs>
1: um and then uh and then prehab is- p- partially mobility mobility is part of prehab Major a lot of the times point, yeah. but um a lot of a lot of prehab is uh movement and and strength creation to fix imbalances um, and to fi- fix weaknesses right like we throw around this word imbalance similarly and it's not always imbalances as in my left leg is stronger than my right leg right it's sometimes um, the inside of my hips are weak and the outside of my hips are strong right and that's an imbalance but it's we think of balance as side to side and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily that it's a fixing of weaknesses before they cause problems um and it very often comes about when you notice things like uh light pain right when pain starts to pop up it's not an injury right but it hurts right and so you start to do prehab because you start to diagnose that but I just wanted to kind of like go through that because throwing around, you know, we, we like you and I talk to each other and we're both coaches and we're both like very obsessed with learning as much as we can about bodies. Right. Um, and think about bodies constantly. And so I just don't want to like accidentally use vernacular that people, uh, can't relate to.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And like, I think it's, I mean, I feel like that should maybe be, uh, try to like, try to do prehab on our vocab. (laughs) Uh, before the episode, like, these are some words that would be helpful to define. Yeah. Like, um... Like, uh, triple extension, which is a thing we talked about a couple episodes ago, and I realized never defined what that means.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, was listening through and, like, oh, shit, we, like, are not really, like... We're kind of, like, uh... Speaking with the assumption that everybody knows fairly advanced weightlifting and, like, coaching terms. Right. Which, like, sure, like my, uh, you know, competitive, uh, athlete that's been training for a long time that might be considering becoming a coach. Hi Phoenix. Um, (laughs) uh, would probably know those, but like, um, I'm hoping that people listen to this who maybe are not as far along in, in their advancement through athletics. Um, and I don't, I don't want anybody to feel like they don't belong here.
0: Right. Like you have to Go and get a coaching server to listen to this thing. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right,
1: right, right. Which, so we'll be better about that.
0: Yeah. So we uh, kind of
1: just we kind of just ran into this. Our first one we didn't even have notes. I don't think.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, ankle knee and hip. Ankle way. knee and hip. Triple extension.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm not telling you because I know you know, but uh, the uh, so like, and on the prehab thing, I think it's cool. I mean, it's like this interesting. You're kind of. I mean,
1: can I say that I often lie about triple extension athletes?
0: What do you mean by lie about it?
1: Like, I'm like, it's triple extension. It's like, uh, ankle, knees, hips, uh, and shoulders. It's like, did, big chest.
0: <laughs> they don't... I mean, are they all as bad at counting as I am? Yes. Episode six. <laughs> <laughs> it's going great. Um, like...
1: It's not really a lie, but it's just like, uh, I'm gonna throw this in there. It's no. like, I'll say, like, uh, we got macronutrients, uh, fat, carbs, and, um, protein. And then, uh, fiber and sugar are important too. Ha!
0: <laughs> just stuck in two more? I just, like, throw them. Wow. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um... That's pretty fun. Um, yeah, the... Uh, fuck, man. Now, now I'm just thinking about how, like, the chest needs to open up and how, like... <laughs> You're thinking about triple extens- extension? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, like, on the prehab note, and I know, yes. like, we're kind of, like, wrapping up the... I feel like the physical side of, of this injury thing, like, which maybe we'll come back to.
1: Kind of. I do want to talk about, like, why injury... Oh, not why, but, like, uh, injuries should, will happen. Okay. Kind of yeah. shit. Um, but say, say your piece.
0: Yeah, like... On the prehab side I think I think it's interesting, like, um, in the sense of you talk about you start to notice pain and being aware like being a reflective practitioner and being like a reflective coach who like um uh, listens to athletes, uh, gets feedback like wants feedback, wants information, wants athletes to be in that kind of process of of trying to find information. And then So that like sets you up to to,
1: so concerning to me that that's not just the definition of coach. But go on. That's literally
0: what it is. (laughs) is, Yeah, but
1: so many coaches aren't.
0: No, exactly. Um, But like, I don't know how you consider pre. Like, I think about prehab in the sense of the way it's often. I see like here's the list of prehab exercise you need. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? Like, I see this on Instagram and stuff like that, right? Like,
1: oh, God. Instagram fitness drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's Get a coach. Have them pay attention to you. <laughs> like, it's not an Instagram coach. Anyway.
0: Like, yeah, like, I mean, it's just like prehab without knowing it, without a relationship. It's just shooting in the dark. Here's some exercise you can do that'll make you. Well,
1: uh, I'm going to rant on this. Yeah, go for it. So, go like, it, it right. even gets more specific than that, right? Like, it'll be like, here's a list of things to do if you have tight hips. And it's like. How the fuck do you know why this athlete's hips are tight? Like, it's probably from sitting. But if it's not from sitting, right, right? like, it could be from the way that you're squatting. It could be from a thing that you did recently and your hips aren't normally tight. Right? Um, There are, like, a myriad of different things that bodies do and that people's lifestyles accommodate and that create uh, disorders, strengths, weaknesses. And so, like, we go on Instagram and it's like, Um, you know, if you are uh, a woman who is 30 and five, five, you should be eating this many calories. Here's your macros. And it's like, well, what if I'm a marathon runner? Right. What if I'm an office worker who is currently pretty heavy? What if I am a construction worker who is losing weight and can't hold it on? Right. Uh Like, is that the same prescription for all of them? Like, it's the same way with bodies. Like, it's like, oh, does your shoulder hurt?
0: Do this. Do this. And you're like, is it... Like, start with basic division. Is it chronic acute? Yeah. Right? Like, did some... Did you get hit by a truck in the shoulder? Right. Or did you... Or do you play tennis all the time? Right. And you have this repetitive stress? Or any number of other possible things
1: right but I really struggle with this because of the socioeconomic divide right Right? because like now now you have to address the fact that some people can't pay an individual to move with them right. look at them talk to them and walk them through what is hurting their shoulder right. and so they're just shooting in the fucking dark because they follow this big name fucking person on Instagram who has 400,000 followers right. so they must have some idea what they're going with their shoulder right. so they go in and they do the shoulder prehab work and then they hurt it worse Right. now what? Never. now they're just really fucking hurt right. and they still can't afford a coach and they right? have so less like
0: confidence in doing movement to right. improve a condition which right. is worse right
1: right exactly so like i i just like needed to get that out of the way because like all of this is like well you need to go to a coach or go to a pt go to a coach go to a pt and it's like well fuck like what if you are right. like it's really important that i eat today i can't go to this pt yeah, yeah, yeah. right like and in which case like and that could be that could and might be a future episode but like acknowledging that privilege is important yeah um for all intensive purposes though the strong 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 recommendation is to go to a coach yeah and like all possible i'm like, even gonna throw this out there if you're like having a severe pain thing and you definitely can't afford someone please hit me up let's talk maybe i'll jump on zoom for 15 minutes or so and we'll talk yeah like, like fucking anything right but a lot of people come the reason that i think about it a lot is because i have had uh, a significant amount of people come to me uh saying they can't afford a pt can i help them right
0: right right Right? right, right.
1: and it's like i'm not a pt but like i do know a lot about injuries because this keeps fucking happening
0: right and like and i I injure
1: myself kind of a lot
0: (laughs) and i and i like and i look at movement and analyze it Right. right which is just, like, I think such a valuable piece that's missing all, consistently. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, I can look at a movement and tell you where the potential problems are. And, like, so in terms of, like, doing any sort of prehab stuff, like, I think it's impossible to do without, and I think the term is often, like, a screening. Right. Which I just call fucking looking at your athlete. Moving. Moving. Like, right. Like, I mean, I don't have, like, a fancy, I don't have, like, uh, you know there's like the functional movement screens and this that and the third right we talked about this kind of the first episode like let's let's snatch pvc pipe overhead right you pretty much got it right like, like if you
1: s- snatch a pvc pipe five times i can tell you much 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 about your body much, much and more. like a lot of weaknesses a lot of strengths a lot of mobility issues like so much right but like honestly uh, TBH, put a PVC pipe on somebody's back and have them do five squats with a PVC pipe, bet you you can do very similar things. Yeah, totally. I mean, right? Like, it's just watching somebody move and actually paying attention to it, which yeah. is part of, should be part of being a coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it feels like that's, like that's like walking in the door money. That should be a base level Fuck, requirement.
1: Fuck, man, it's not. Somehow
0: not, but... Um.
1: Like, personal training certs, you don't ever have to engage with a human being to get... That's real. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. That's why I sent the. When. Before. Co- in the pre times.
0: In the before times.
1: In the before times. Yeah. Um, I sent my coaches largely to CrossFit level one, which lacks anatomy in any regard, really. Um, and it's a two day course. So right. it's a fucking disaster in and of itself. It's right. also so expensive, or was. Um, but you immediately start coaching a partner within like four hours of getting there. Right. You're like. Okay, cool. This is how you do an air squat. These are some modifications for an air squat. Right. Like, and so getting someone in front of an athlete, to me, is more important than scientific knowledge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean... Anyway. A- a- assuming they want to be a coach and not a scientist.
1: Uh, right, right, right. For a coach. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, do you have anything else to say on that?
0: I feel pretty... Feel- pretty clear on
1: that what if i interrupt you five more times
0: that'd be sick um can can you talk about some other weird stuff Uh. um
1: so uh if you are somebody who is a competitive athlete you are almost certainly going to get injured yeah um in fact i might even say you should get injured at some point Because athletes that are pushing really hard, not catastrophic, but, like, you'll see some pain. Because you're going to push, and if you push your body to its limits, you're going to see some pain from that. Right. Like, you see that in every single sport. Everybody fucking loves to talk about how weightlifting is so, so, so dangerous because you throw a bar over your head. But, like, you coach football.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can pull up the... the the data on this thing and right. weightlifting is actually one of the absolute safest sports. Right. Uh, injuries per, you know, 10,000 participants is way, way low. I think, uh, I'm not gonna be able to come up with the one that's lower off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but like, um, powerlifting is actually slightly higher, but also way down at the bottom. It's like weightlifting and powerlifting at the bottom, basically every fucking team sport you've ever heard of. Right. Um, at the top of the list, um, are uh, the ones you'd expect. Running. Running, yeah. Which
1: is like, most like, quote unquote, just fit normal people run. And it has way more injuries than throwing a fucking bar over your head.
0: Way more. Way more. And like, almost all the team sports, as it turns out, when you put one person, like, you have person and object, generally a relatively safe system. As soon as you put two people with independent desires and goals... Into the system, and then you, then you put twenty-two people into the system. In the case of football, uh, shit doesn't go right all the time.
1: Okay, but I just want to say, like, if you modify a car, like if you have a race car versus okay. a commuter car, okay. that race car is going to break a lot more, right? And you're going to have to fix it a lot more. Oh yeah, because yeah. you're intentionally pushing it to its limits. Right. When you push something to its limits, the weaker points will make themselves known.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Right? Th-
1: so, like, if you are a competitive athlete, you will see those weaknesses, and those weaknesses are usually communicated from your body to your brain in the form of pain.
0: Right. And I think, like, one of the things is, it, like, part of good programming is constantly being vigilant about, like, pain modification, pain modification, pain modification. Right. Like, like you are paying attention to pain. Right. It is not like fucking push through the pain no that's
1: like some fucking outdated ass shit that right. like i'm so so glad isn't there like no pain no gain needs to get the fuck out right like straight up but like it also
0: can i just so i went to uh i went to high school in in ferndale washington which is just a just great place um our literal a lot of firms. A lot of, well, not as many. Apparently not that many. Not as, as many as you expect. But like, anyway. In
1: Jam, Washington.
0: In Jam, Washington, there is, in our, there used to be in our wrestling, in our mat room where we'd play, I mean, oh my God, I had some amazing coaches there. We used to play this game called kneeball uh, where you just just destroy each other, but you couldn't get off your feet, so somehow it was safe. Um, it, it was amazing. But there was this a. This is like
1: dodgeball, but like kneeling?
0: It's like kneeling dodgeball with a med ball i mean whoa so she plays like you uh, play yeah i mean you have to get like.
1: I mean, when i'm no longer <laughs>
0: injured <laughs> by the ball.
1: way I, I injured myself swimming not weightlifting not
0: weightlifting and not like like swimming at a, I leisurely, like, yeah,
1: I at a <laughs> no. leisurely pace I, I like to say i hurt myself free diving because at least it makes that me sound a little bit less fucked
0: up right anyway sorry which knee might ball. be true knee ball. <laughs> Knee balls, a great game. You just have to, like, try to put the ball on this point in the wall and anything goes. This is not the point of the story. I just have to talk about how fucking rad Kneeball was. For <laughs> um, Coach Brett, if you're listening, shout out. That game was fucking awesome. Um, you, you, I don't think you played in 2021. Um, but, COVID. Um, just go. <laughs> on the wall, there's this big thing that says, uh, pain is weakness leaving your body. Right? Which is just like, no, it's not.
1: No. no. It's, It's not. That's
0: just not accurate. It's
1: fucking not.
0: Like, ah.
1: And also, while we're on the subject, sweat doesn't mean you had a great fucking workout. Nope. Done with that one. Anyways. Just
0: go to anywhere in the South in the summer, and by that logic, you're working out constantly.
1: So, I do want to take a little, uh, a, a little meander away from where we are. A little bird walk? Just a little bird walk, um just to talk about how uh most people walk in to the gym in pain yeah um and i fix that pain with strength training
0: yeah
1: um specifically barbell strength training um although i do a lot of strength training with athletes as mentioned earlier in like their living rooms and stuff yeah um and uh so there's like all this like push of like injuries and athletes and all this stuff but like A lot of times becoming an athlete takes away a lot of the pain. Yeah. So, like, even when you hurt your knee, you're in less pain than you would have been if you had just sat.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right?
1: It's wild. So, I just want to take a little bird walk down that little, little that little bitty trail. It's a nice little Um,
0: trail. There's a little turkey walking down that bad boy.
1: Uh, so, uh, while, while we're kind of in this, like, sort of gray space, um, Age doesn't really uh, fucking matter.
0: Yeah, like I get this a lot, uh, like from um, well, you work with like teenagers, like I couldn't do that, right? Right, like, like, and I, I always like kind of look at them. I'm like, whatever they say, whatever age they are, I right. was like, you're not that fucking old. No, um, and and like it just does It's not a valid thing. Like I mean, if you could look at longitudinal studies of decline, like, decline over age, like, the amount that you, like, you come, you go from being, like, the reason why there aren't, like, a bunch of, why, like, professional athletes dip out of being a professional athlete at around whatever age for the given sport is because... It's not
1: because they can't play the sport anymore! It's
0: like, they, they make a incremental decrease. They're no longer the best in the world. Right! They're still unbelievable athletes. Like, if you're, if you're, like, I I can't even go to the gym because I'm not going to go to the Olympics, then, like, I think you maybe had unrealistic expectations to begin with.
1: Well, it's not... I don't think it's that. I think it's, like, you see these athletes dipping out, and you're like, oh, that's the max uh, athletic fucking... Right, it's over at that Whatever, right? And it's funny for me, because I didn't get into training until my late 20s. Right. Right? So, like, well, mid-late 20s, but still, like... I was not an, a, a fucking gymnast as a kid and, like, mm-hmm. going to fucking soccer games and, like, whatever else. Like, I rode horses until I was 14 and I played punk rock,
0: right? right. Like,
1: mm-hmm. um, and ate a lot of food. Um, and, like, so there's, like, this perception that, like, especially around our age...
0: Yeah, it's time to hang it up.
1: Right. And, like, the, the concept that, like, if you do any of these things, you will get injured is so fucked up because right. it is counterintuitive. Re most athletes walk into the gym... Already injured, yeah, right? Yeah. And and most of the injuries that I actually uh, address are uh, sitting and in stress injuries, right? Right. They're uh, my back, upper back always hurts. I clench my jaw at night, uh, so it fucks up my chest. It, right. My posture is terrible. I sit all day. My hips are tight, right? right? And, and it's, it's like, like
0: accepted as this is just part of aging, right? Sorry, I had to
1: cut you off there. Anyway, um, so like, so I want to move back into the athletic space, but yeah. so I wanted to like go on this bird walk about yeah. like all these different things, and uh, I want to kind of uh, address the emotional side of totally. injuries because it's fucking huge, right. and it's something that you and I have dealt with uh, both significant amount, right. Um, and uh, should we start with permanence?
0: Yeah, because
1: I think permanence is like kind of the the big scary one, and honestly, like I will share my own experience. Yeah. Like this morning, I went. Look, guys, all I do is charge. Um, you probably already know this if you're listening to this. Nice. Um, so I went on this uh, fairly significant hike that in the schedule was written as <laughs> run. Um, I Did I mention I have a knee injury? Um, and uh, and it was like about, uh, I guess, 1,500-foot elevation change. Um, and so uh, I, I'm I just going to tell the whole story, even though there's like asinine details that have nothing to do with injuries. Um, I was flying my drone around in the forest, and my, my my forest drone fell into the stream and I had to run into the stream and then run through the stream to catch my droney. Um, and then my droney was all wet and it's very expensive droney. And so I was trying to charge it really hard up this hill with an injured knee. Um, and like about three quarters of the way up, I like my knee was snapping really loudly. It was hurting a little bit do what I say, not what I do. Athletes who train with me, um, and, uh, and I thought to myself, just, like, without, without thinking about my own thoughts, it just popped into my head, like, fuck, I'm only 35. That's permanence, right? Like, that's my brain going, Oh man, am I gonna st- be stuck with this forever? Right, right, right. And it's like this is what I fucking do, right. and it still seeps into my brain. So yeah. like, if this isn't where you stay, like you can fall into permanence so fucking easy. Yeah. And tbh, that whole you work with kids, I could never do that. That's permanence. It's pre permanence.
0: Yeah. It's it's like I am not even willing to entertain the possibility of uh, plasticity of this being able to be changed. Right. 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 Uh, which yeah is like.
1: Because yeah, it feels that way.
0: It does feel that way and there's a strong narrative around that. I mean, I feel like we talk a lot of, uh, we just mean, we, we talk about narratives a lot that kind of like cultural narratives.
1: Stories, 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 stories.
0: Stories like matter and there's, you know, uh, youth, like sports and athletics is something that you do when you're young um, until very recently um, if you, when you were young and a boy. Right. Um, you know, some of those things are, are, are changing and cannot change fast enough and, and whatnot but like, no those are like fucking false narratives super
1: false narratives like I say I say I want to like if I can squat three times my weight then when I'm 95 no one has to help me off the toilet yeah right like strength is aging like and building strength and fixing fixing these things is staying out of permanence right but how do you stay out of permanence when you were on track, you were fixing those things, your back doesn't hurt anymore, your hips aren't tight anymore, right. and fuck, now I'm knocked out because I hurt my shoulder right. on something. Right. Right?
0: I mean, I think...
1: I guess now it's not worth it.
0: Right, now it's not worth it. It's going to be really hard. I mean, and it's it's when you have, you know, it's it's that classic thing of like, uh, the when you start to expect things, when you start to feel like you're owed things there's an inherent possibility of resentment, right? And right. Resentment, fear. Right. Um, you know, when you have attachments, right? Those are, those are attachments or burdens, right? It's like what will guide you through it is a strong practice. Right. A connection to uh, enjoying the process. Right. I right. think I talk about a lot. It's like, and, you know, like in, we talked about this, enjoy the dive, right? Enjoy the process. Right. Enjoy. Do things out of like the, out of love and and like that that feel good and find that joy in it you know um, because ultimately that's what's going to get you through right
1: right so like tools for staying out of permanence And like, uh, especially permanence for those of us who identify as athletes, Mm -hmm. um, some tools that I've used, because I think this is like an important place to throw some tools in. Yeah. yeah, Right. Uh, is I mentioned this earlier, but gratitude, right? Like staying present to what you have when you have loss. Uh, oh man, that got me through COVID hard. And it also gets you through injuries, right? Like, um, I have a knee injury. It's really fucked up. I can't squat. Um, I still have a left knee that works fine um although it was funny because that used to be my injured knee right um like i can still press i'm really grateful for my body for doing those things right. i'm really grateful for my body for healing which i send you a gratitude list it almost always says that yeah. like uh staying in a in in a forward-thinking gratitude space yeah i think is really really helpful right do you have any tools that you've used yeah. or that you give athletes
0: totally i mean i think one of the um one of the most important tools is just is finding new challenges, right? Like, and, and I think, you know, if you got a coach that's going to give you something that's going to be challenging um, and find ways to work and and still community, I think one of the big things that I felt in like anytime I've been injured and one of my big fears as an athlete is like, something's going to take me out. Right. I feel like
1: it's so scary.
0: Yeah. Like, I, but I,
1: that's permanence.
0: Right. It's, and, and it's, It's a false narrative, right? Right. Like Nothing's going to take me out but me, really. Right. I mean, eventually I will die, but, like, until that point in time... Right. Like, if I choose to be an athlete my entire life, I can be an athlete my entire life. Like, if you haven't heard that from someone before, that's a fucking fact, right? Right.
1: So, your tool is keep your identity.
0: Keep your identity, right? And, like, surround yourself with people who support you maintaining that identity. Right. Like, I think one of the biggest things that's fearful about being an athlete is, you know... I, and, but don't be too, like, but also, you have to accept some flexibility in that, that you don't have control over what exactly that identity looks like. Like, I used to identify myself as, like, very narrowly. Like, I play this, I play this position, I play right. this thing, I do this thing. Right. And then if you can't do that thing. Right. Then you are no longer that, right? right. And you are floating in the void. Right. Uh, of non-athlete or something. Right. Like, a regular-ass person?
1: Yeah, when I tore my rotator cuff and I was out of powerlifting, it crushed me. Yeah. Like, it crushed me. And I was like, I'm not a powerlifter anymore. Like, am I even a lifter? Am I anything? Am I anything?
0: And I think if you... like, So, like, on one hand, you can hold to if, like... uh, You know, being an athlete, however you... You know, being... Which basically just means being in your body. Right. That is... That is a thing that you're going to have for your whole life. Exactly. Therefore, like, you can be that your entire life. Right. As long as you're willing to, like, you know, be flexible what that looks like. Right. Um, and surround yourself with people who are going to support you in doing that. So I think, like, one of the things that was important to me is, like, what is communicated... What are we communicating to injured athletes? Right. As coaches. Right. right. Like, you know, what is it communicate to an athlete to be, like, take six weeks off and just chill the fuck out, means, basically means... I've given up on you right versus hey here's some things you can do right signals like first of all you said here's some things you can do right that puts you in gratitude right of you know it's like subtly communicates those the things that we're talking about right. right like that you are still an athlete right that you can do these things right that you will not be here forever right here's some things you can do until you get back right so you can do x again right all of that signals all those things. Totally. Just simply by being aware and attentive, and it requires just being open to right. some changes, and it requires uh, paying attention to your athletes. Yeah. Which seem like base requirements for coaching, but anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunate, but like a lot of a lot of coaches don't do that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to use the space to you know i might have another episode where i trash on ego coaches and um coaches that don't pay very much attention to people oh and also coaches with cookie cutter bullshit off of instagram that have a lot of followers
0: so we're gonna pause the episode and just trash talk a shitload of coaches okay welcome back okay that was- all right we're back um that was fun
1: but like <laughs> um but yeah like if you're if your coach is not uh hearing you um, if they're asking you to push into things that make you feel unsafe, um, and if they are not helping you, um, uh, persevere through challenging times as an athlete, like maybe consider getting another coach. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So I kind of want to just like go do a wrap up cause we did a lot of circles there. Yeah, I um, so, uh, um, icing and compression and elevation and sometimes staying off of a specifically injured thing, rice, is, it has its value. Totally. Um, they have their place, but, uh, no longer moving, giving up your lifestyle, your routine, um, and your, maybe even your sport, uh, not only sabotages you and your longevity as an athlete, but it actually could make it so that you heal slower. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, you lose that 30% and you...
1: Um, do you want me just to go bullet point by bullet point? you sure, want Or do yeah. you want to trade off?
0: Sure, I'll hop in I one. Okay. Like, yeah, I like this. Back and forth. Tap uh, you
1: in?
0: Yeah, tap me in. Yeah. Put me in, coach. Yeah. I'm ready to play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I've touched on this a couple of times, that there is no way to, in my opinion, and I'm not a doctor, just to be real clear, um, there's no way to know I mean, I can't read an MRI, right? Like, let's be really clear about that. I don't know what the fuck is going on with an MRI. They showed me a picture of my knee one time, and I was like, mm, I don't know, that's weird. Right. Um, but, like, I also don't think you can understand uh, a- an athlete or a human being's movement if you don't look at a move.
1: You're a whole entire elephant, not just one foot.
0: Yeah, you ain't one foot.
1: <laughs> um, so, uh, work with and around um, injuries. And use injuries to push you into a space of becoming stronger and improving your weaknesses when you come out of it, Mm -hmm. um, instead of walking away.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I think there's like. Prehab,
1: rehab, mobility.
0: Yeah. There's like that, that cycle, right? Of like, what can we see for movement that might be an issue? Right. How can we improve on that? Right. And then like, if an injury does happen. Right. How can we strengthen and make it better doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Um. It's uh very likely that injuries will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's not your fault. It's not your coach's Ooh. fault. It's not your sports fault. Um. <laughs> it's no one's fault. It's definitely not
0: the person next. I mean, you's it actually could be someone's fault, but it's
1: very unlikely that yeah. it's somebody's fault. And also, and it's definitely, it's almost definitely not your fault.
0: Right. It's very, rarely your fault. And also, I mean. Blaming someone doesn't usually make you less injured, so...
1: No, it definitely will fuck up your mentality. Um, so, if you're pushing really, really hard and you want to be a race car, you need to understand that race cars need maintenance. Yeah. Um, and so, an injury in that, in that area might not be catastrophic, but uh, you will see pain and you will have to address it because you will have to build up weaknesses.
0: Yeah, totally. And, like, pain's... Send a message, right? You gotta fuck, list, yeah, it's a message. You gotta listen to that stuff. Exactly. Like, it doesn't mean you have to be controlled by it. Mm-hmm. Fear
1: so, of it. uh, stay out of permanence. Yeah. Um, you're still a fucking athlete. Yeah. End of fucking story. Um, at literally any age.
0: Yeah, you, you can be, uh, you know, you can be a four-year-old athlete. Uh, you can be, uh, I don't know, the, off the top of my head, what the oldest person on the planet is. Uh, but you can be, I'm at least gonna say a 114-year-old athlete if you...
1: If um... Clear. We're already past an hour, but I'm going to tell a very brief story. Sick. Um, I'm like, let's wrap it up. I'm going to tell a story.
0: Yeah, you're like, let's wrap it up with Holly's story time.
1: Holly's story time. Um, My grandmother uh, recently turned 90. She turned 90 December 1st of 2020. Um, And uh, she walks a reasonable amount. She moves a reasonable amount. We're going to fucking New York with her, right? Um... And she does uh, Tai Chi, I think. Okay. Might be Qigong. There's like, I'm not super versed in that uh, arena. So please don't be offended. Um, But she does like the slow meditative movement stuff. Mm. Um, And she went to, so like an athlete of a 90 year old, right? Yeah. Um, She went to the doctor and uh, she had her, both of her knees hurt really, really bad. She couldn't really walk. And the doctors were like, "Uh, yeah, you're old end of story and she kept going to doctors until eventually she found uh, a way out a solution right um and she fixed her knees right um and so like uh my 90 year old grandmother uh found an answer to her knees hurting
0: other than you fucking can yeah like (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like
1: it doesn't matter what age you are right like you're 42 don't worry about it you'll
0: be okay like (laughs) like, (laughs) just there's there's and we can bare minimum we can try some stuff out and have some fun along the way right right like it's it's okay.
1: Right, 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 right. Um, okay, so where can people find you? Uh,
0: people can find me on... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Uh, they can find me uh, on Instagram. It's uh, coach.b.wilber.
1: You got that shit down now.
0: Nailed it this time. And um, it's mostly on the weightlifting side of things, um, human performance side of things. Hey. hey um, and then um, if you want to talk about uh, football, like if you think that, you know, inside zone wham is a much better play than like i don't know uh stretch i don't know why anyone had that opinion but if you want to talk if those words mean anything to you talk to me uh at brian Wilbur on twitter
1: they super don't and i don't have a twitter so ha um and uh and why would somebody want to get a hold of you
0: well if you want oh okay. besides football besides the football thing like yeah.
1: what, do you, what do you do that yeah. people might be able to work you, with yeah. you
0: for so um i offer um private and semi-private uh weightlifting sessions with um athletes um mostly i tend to i work with ball speed ball sport athletes in the weightlifting movements to improve kind of force to the ground and how they can move not get injured uh,
1: non-adult type athletes. yeah
0: non-adult type athletes <laughs> get at me um and you know uh hopefully i'll be able to announce here soon some some clinics and upcoming events and stuff like that but get at me if you're interested um
1: uh, yeah. there's a lot of moving parts uh so you can find me on instagram holly x resilient and in my bio is all the links to my other uh, accounts so if you're interested in the gym the resilient strength uh you can find that in the bio fit quick in the bio and then i also have a nature porn account if you're into like close-up fucking pictures of ferns and misty shit uh you can check that out uh in the bio as well um i still the waitlist situation just continues to grow (laughs) um but if you want to work with me i seem to keep fitting people in um occasionally so uh hit me up and either way uh i would definitely want to get you on a waitlist uh the longer you wait the longer the waitlist gets apparently um so uh hit me up if you are uh looking to get into the strength world uh looking to move some barbells and um specifically i am really really excited about uh my competition athletes right now so Sweet. um kind of kind of moving in that direction um but uh but yeah so you can reach me at uh the strength at gmail.com i also have an email situation um and you can find that on my instagram too it's basically like a hub for all things that's
0: what you can go and your instagram
1: uh, I said that earlier, but it's at Holly X Resilient. Okay,
0: that's
1: beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, if you want to train at the Resilient Strength, um, we're in Oakland, kind of by Lake Merritt, um, and we do actually have space for open gym athletes. Okay. Um, so if you want to come train here um, and party on your own time, hit me up. Uh, you already have my email. It's probably in the notes. If we got our shit together.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna
1: send you the notes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying I'll like I'll put it in there actually this time.
1: Um. Well, I didn't send you notes the first time. Okay. Fair point. Um. Anyway. Uh. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so we forgot a piece.
0: We forgot a piece.
1: So we're just gonna we're just gonna chuck it in here. Yeah. We're just gonna throw it in.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Do you Do you want to go first, or should I, I take it away?
1: You go first. Okay,
0: I mean, my the weightlifter of the week um, is uh, Laura Donna Toma, um, who is I don't know, actually sixty-two. I don't even know what weight class she competes in. That's a problem. Um, doesn't really matter, um, but it
1: super doesn't.
0: It doesn't. No one else cares, other than like maybe you're interested.
1: Yeah, but I, we live together. Yeah, I
0: want to talk about it later. I'm <laughs> uh, like. <laughs> But, um, it's funny, like, uh, the, um, the, it it almost like a a flip side of, we were talking about, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Lydia Valentina. Yeah. How much you like her. Yeah. Um, I like Lord Dana for like very much different reasons, but like associated with, um, the same kind of approach, like the way that she walks up to a barbell. Uh, communicates like clear purpose but like fucking zero emotion it is like Terminator time like uh, walk up to Barbell and destroy okay and then like uh, like moves very well Uh, I I have a tendency you probably noticed for like I tend to watch longer limb lifters right Uh, longer limb lifters yeah I said that right yeah yeah Um, yeah. triple O yeah Uh, and you know she definitely fits in that category um, I just think you know it's. I tend to, yeah, I, mean, I guess it's pretty common. Like I want to watch lifters that biomechanically might be more similar to how I might try to be moving, uh, when they're. Um, and again, I've mentioned I tend to work with a lot more athletes in that description. Anyway, um, so like kind of cognitively it's of interest to me, but uh, she's also like very, very technically solid and like. Uh, like celebrates in ways that are just like, I don't know. Like they're just very uh, all the words I can think of are like strong or like they're unbridled. Right? There's like this unleashing of um, of that emotion. Right? It's like zero, absolutely zero emotion. Up to barbell lift looks however the lift looks um, very, very, very aggressive. She's a very aggressive lifter. Um, and then the the celebration is like all that emotion comes out, right? And yeah. I think it's just this cool. You see, you can see the story of what a lift means. Right. In a re- it's like fucking poetry, right? Like right. You get an entire emotional experience of how, of fear, nerves, but like controlled, and then just untapping into like that emotion of of what a a good lift can feel like. Anyway. So I just wanted to watch
1: I really like that. Yeah. That's fucking cool. All right.
0: Um,
1: okay. I have two and one's not a weightlifter.
0: I cheated on both fronts, but okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, this isn't because immediately, uh, before we started recording, we were watching a video of Tia Claire Toomey, (laughs) uh, doing, uh, 21.2. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she is one of my favorite weightlifters. Um, for a variety of reasons uh i really like the way that i like watching her lift okay um so from like a art sport body aesthetic sort of point of view i really enjoy the way that she lifts um uh as as an athlete she uh won the crossfit games and went to the like i believe the olympics um in the same year
0: she went to rio yeah Mm -hmm. she went to
1: rio um and i think that that's really fucking cool (laughs) yeah um in a time when we're still battling for like uh gender equity in sport yeah um to have such a dominant and fucking bossy uh athlete um who uh and this is why i was laughing when you were talking about your athlete like counterintuitively to the or a uh, counter to the to the lydia valentina like she's ultra not femme yeah and like it's something that i really appreciate her about her because in the crossfit world there's like all these pretty blonde uh like shredded fucking uh media darlings yeah and um like, you've got Katrin, who's gorgeous. You've got Annie, who's, like, just smiley as fuck and pretty and, like, all these things. And it's not that Tia isn't pretty. It's that she's, she's like, as far as I can tell, not wearing makeup, not trying to be femme, not trying to be anything. She's just a fucking athlete. Yeah. She's just a dominant as fuck, incredible athlete. Yeah. And, like, she owns that and she just is. Yeah. And, like i really appreciate that about her yeah. um she's not trying to grow her following she's just trying to fucking butt-
0: win, win. Yeah. yeah i love
1: that um so so that's my weightlifter of the week uh my i guess power lifter of the week is downstairs right now and
0: it's not phoenix i going to be fucking flat again. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: i'm pretty sure he's downstairs because i can Everywhere. tell the way that he lifts uh by sound which is weird Um,
0: but it's not weird at all to me actually, but actually
1: I know the way that literally all of my lifters, uh, lift by sound. Um, and, uh, and like he is, uh, simultaneously like moving into a competitive powerlifting space, Mm -hmm. um, and possibly moving into coaching, um, with like the ease and relaxation of someone who like truly has confidence in their ability to progress. Um, and
0: be a good freediver
1: maybe i don't think he wants to be a free though Same. so that would make him a pretty shitty one He's He's like, i don't want to and we're like you're gonna be good <laughs> you're gonna do it you're gonna have a free time <laughs> um and he also recently had some some pain uh that was showing up in several lifts yeah. and um like did everything fucking right and then and then built grit and got through it um, so, there's, just like, a variety of reasons, and I guess I'm just gonna keep shouting out my athletes, because I'm, like, continually motivated and inspired by my athletes, um, they're, like, my favorite athletes, I guess, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I've got two, uh, favorite weightlifter of the week, or whatever. Sweet. We could call it something else, so that it isn't just weightlifters, or we can just occasionally have an outlier. I'm going with outlier.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, he does... Right, I, I'd rather go with the outlier scenario. Also, I mean... I did come up with that name in like four seconds.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> totally threw it at you, and yeah. you were like, "I got this. I'm got clever this. as fuck." And I'm like, "It was hella impressive."
0: Thanks. Everyone was impressed. You guys at home, you were all impressed. <laughs> oh god, that's my most Trumpy moment. I'm gonna sign off on that. I'm <laughs> gonna edit that out. I don't know. How to edit. Do you
1: know how to edit things? Out? I it actually. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. Anyway. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Bye. Bye.